Thank you. Thank you very much. Joshua, you can go ahead and read the, uh, uh, what about a minute or two ago? Go ahead and do our scripture. Uh, 91, okay? Okay. Just take your time and read it. I will. Yes, whenever you're ready. Okay. Okay, go ahead and read the scripture, Joshua. Scripture, Joshua. Okay. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Right now. I hear you. So, um, Psalms, Psalms 91. Psalms 91. He that dwells in the secret of the place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee, cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shall thou trust. His trust shall be thy shield and bunker. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the night the arrow that flees by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, for destruction that wastes at noon. A thousand shall fall, 
fall at your side, and Pesach shall fall at your right hand. But it shall not come to you. Only with your eyes shall witness the punishment of the wicked. Because he has made, he has faith made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, that habitation. There shall no, there shall no evil befall thee under the shell. Any plague that comes, thou shalt dwelling for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands. At least thou dash thy foot against a stone. Those shalt thread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the dragon shall trample under the feet. Because he has placed his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him, I will set him on high, because his taste knows my name. He shall call upon me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With a long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Thank you, that's Psalms 91. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Um, we're just waiting just a few more seconds, and then we'll get started. Um, you got the board, Joshua. Is there anybody on the line other than us? Amen. Prophet Holman is here as well. Oh, hallelujah. Now we're good to go. How are you doing, Minister? Amen, <laughs> amen. amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Um, let's find our Bibles. If you need a notebook or pencil for paper, and turn to the book of Joshua, 10th chapter. Joshua 10. Joshua 10. Joshua is in the, um, the Old Testament. And the 10th chapter. Amen, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Joshua, 10th chapter. The book of Joshua was written by the Joshua. Amen. And the name Joshua means salvation. For Yahweh is king. Joshua means salvation. And Yahweh is king. Amen. This particular book, again, was written by Joshua, and Joshua was the leader after Moses had died. Moses died, and before he died, um, God allowed the, um, Moses to go up into the mountain and to see the other side. He did not allow him to get into the new land, but he loved him so much so, he said, look, and you can look over 
to see the other side. Well, after Moses died, they had a custom of uh, mourning after the person had died. Like we might go to a funeral and maybe a couple of days later, or even the same day with a little bottle in their hands, some of them get drunk. But that's what they used to do years ago. They would give us 30 days for mourning and crying and being upset at their loss. And then they would move on. Well, now Joshua now is in the new land. He was in the promised land. He was in a place that God had called him to be from years before he was a leader. Amen. And now they had become a great um, kingdom or a great people. And by the time we get to the book of Joshua 10, 10 they were a great leader. But the, the chapter before, um, which is 9, um, they did something without the permission of God. So God wants us to do go to him before we do mis mistakes or before we do things without his permission. Otherwise, we get messed up. And they got into a contract with people that were not godly. So when Joshua in the chapter 9, they got in trouble and God allowed the enemy to, uh, to defeat Joshua. Um, Amen. We're in the book of Joshua 10, chapter 10. And Joshua, the book of Joshua was written by Joshua. And the Moses had died, and um, at one point, the chapter before, they got in a league with people that were not godly. And so God allowed uh, Joshua and his people to get it. So now... Joshua decided, God, I'm only going to do what you tell me to do because when I mess up, I end up making mistakes and people die. So as we go to the book of Joshua, it started, um, I'm going to read this a little bit. Um, let's go. Come on. Hallelujah. And thank you guys for being on the line with me. Whoever's here, thank you very much. Amen. Joshua 10. I'll skip down a little bit from place to place, and then we'll talk about it. Joshua 10, starting at the first verse, it says, And now it came to pass that when Adonisaac the king of Jerusalem heard how a Joshua, amen, had taken the city was called I, and had utterly destroyed it. And he had done what he had done also to Jericho. That's why you hear all these songs about Joshua and, and how he took over the city and it was utterly destroyed. Um and, and the people were very about very happy about it, but Joshua always went to God after he made this one mistake. Because we have to go to God in every decision that we make because 
if we don't go uh, to him, sometimes we make a lot more mistakes. And the people of God, we should not be able to do the same mistakes again and again, even though the Bible tells us that uh, he will forgive us. But we need to move further than that now. Once you repent, repent means to turn around and not to do the same thing again and again and again. However, some people do the same thing again. Well, in the case of this chapter here, Joshua didn't want to make mistakes again. Now, the enemy was about ready to capture them, to destroy them. And he said to himself, God, I need to go go to you from these, these mistakes and to go move on. And so verse 4 says this, come up unto me and help me that we may smite Gibeon for all that hath made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. The children of Israel had a reputation of being a really good people because they loved God, but they were tenacious people. They were tenacious warriors, and they didn't take down. They believed that whatever God said they were going to do for his people, he did it. So they didn't they didn't fret, fret or get, get worried. But what happened in this, this chapter was five kings got together because they had heard of the greatness of Joshua and his people, and they decided to get together to destroy Joshua and his people. Isn't it funny that sometimes the enemy might not like each other, but they will come together to destroy you? So we have to be careful who we take legions with, that because we have to be the people that God has called us to be. We can't be up one day and down the other. We can't be say we love God, but we do anything or say anything we want to. God is calling us and keeping us and wanting to be his people. Well, he said in the Old Testament, for my people, talking to the church, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek your faith and this and turn from your wicked ways. So Joshua had this in, in his mind. So here are these five kings. They had different names. It was about five guys, five kingdoms. And they said, you know, I can't defeat Joshua alone because they're a great people. So I'm going to get my friends, and we're going to just wipe them utterly off of the face of the earth. And this is what the enemy does. He wants to destroy us. The enemy wants to take us out. The enemy wants to keep us confused. The enemy wants us not to be uh, what God has called us to be. He wants the enemy to say that I am the greatest of all time. But we're not that kind of people. We need to walk in mercy and grace and peace and long understanding of the things of, the, of, of God. So here is Joshua standing and waiting for God to give him instructions what's going to happen. In the meantime, the enemy knows what's going on. But because of the, the, the amount of people that were there in this particular chapter, and they were waiting for the orders of the leaders. So we have to go and stand and wait for leadership when we come to the things of God, whether it's whether you're working a certain place or whether we're deciding we want to go to college or whether we want to make a decision whether we want to get married. All of these things are now important 
to the body of Christ. We cannot do things without you going to God for yourself. Otherwise, some of us make lots, lots of mistakes. Well, by the time we get to um, the 10th verse here, um, they're beginning to go into battle. Amen. So now, um, the 10th verse, and the Lord just comforted them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter as Gilgad and chased them along the way and that goeth up to Bethurim and smote them as Ekerah and to Macadash. In other words, they were getting, they're having a big battle and they're getting ready to, 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 to fight these people that were the enemies of God. And so at this point, Joshua had a history from things that he'd done before. And the people were afraid of him from the first chapter of Joshua to the 10th chapter. And um, because of the greatness of what God had let them do, the enemy was afraid of them. So like I said, they decided, we're going to get together and wipe them out. I, I can't do it by myself because I know what God has a plan for them, but it doesn't matter because, well, we figure, well, five to one ain't bad deal. And so we've got to understand that God wants us to do what he wants us to do, not to nobody else. Everybody has a, has a destiny to keep. Everybody else has something that God has brought them to the table for this earth for something to do at this time. And here is Joshua, a great man of God, a man that loved God, a, a man wanted to serve God, a man wanted to do whatever he was calling him to do. And the previous chapter, they made a, a, a click or a, or a competition or friendship. And they called these guys to now, oh, he said, oh, you're so great, and I want to be your servant. Well, here are these servants calling Joshua and saying to him, I'm in trouble. These five kings are getting ready to wipe us out, so you need to come up and help me. And the key word, come up. So have you, have you discovered if you have to get into trouble and you have to go up higher, you have to climb higher? Well, in this particular case, these people were living up in the mountain, and Joshua took all of his men to go up higher to fight the enemy. Sometimes we have to go up higher, not necessarily in ge geographics, but the fact that when we get in a place with God, when the enemy has come to take us out, we have to go into prayer. We have to believe God. We have to stand on his word. We have to remind him what he said back to us. We have to remind God that I am your king. I am your king. I am your daughter of Zion. And we have to know that God is in control. No matter what's happening, God is in control. Even today, how do we put this for the example? God is in control. Even with the covert 19, God is in control. It doesn't feel like it when you see thousands of people are dying uh, over the land daily. People are dying. People are hungry. People are confused. But the Bible says that God is in control. In fact, God says this, I am the Alpha and the Omega. 
In other words, I am the beginning, I am the ending. So just don't worry about it. In fact, one scripture says, fret not for the evildoers of, of iniquity. So we have to realize that God is in control. Uh, and people say, now, how can you say that? Well, he is in control. He said in, in the word, he said, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was out form, and God spoke it into existence. Well, that same God is control of our life. He knows when we're going to die. He knows how, we're, how long we're going to live. He knows all, all those things. And he loved us so much that Christ himself died on the cross just for you and I. So the same man that created the universe, the same person that did everything, he can certainly take care of us. We might not be able to eat steak every night, or we might not be able to, uh, I mean, fancy dishes every night, but he promised us that he would not forsake us or leave us even until the ends of the earth. Well, this same Joshua and these men decided they were going to defend the enemy or defend the people that were fighting them. Joshua was a man of God. Joshua, God honored Joshua's words. There's nowhere else in the Bible, whether it's in the Old Testament or the New Testament, that God heeded and listened to a man of God that walked on this earth. And Joshua did walk on this earth. God will do the same thing for you. There's nothing in the world that God cannot do if we just believe and wait on him. Verse 11 says this, And it came to pass, as they fled from before Israel, and were in, they were going down to Bethorum, that the Lord, the Lord cast down great stones from heaven. Amen. Here you have God's fighting for his people. I actually looked it up in the Bible. There was a time in about 1842 in the Bible, it says that God hailed great hailstorms, almost like giant um, big uh, storm um, flakes on the earth. And they fought and they killed these people on behalf of God's people because God heeded the voice and the decisions that Joshua made towards his people. So now, if God did it for you, for them, God can do it for you. We're always going to go through a battle in our minds, whether it's physical battle or spiritual battle, whether it's a battle for our soul, whether it's battle we have illnesses or battles of any kind, God is always there for us. And if he heeded one man's voice to stop a nation, what more can God do for us in his word? He said again, he will never leave us or forsake us even till the ends of the earth. That means when you give your life to Christ, when you depend totally on him, if you're walking in his will and his way, God says this, that he will never leave us or forsake us. Well, the body 
at death will lie down into the ground, okay? The spirit that speaks, that talks and walks and loves and hates, that disappears, okay? But the spirit man that you have said, Lord, I give my life to you, that lasting spirit, that spirit will go back one day with God, okay? The same way Joshua dedicated himself to Christ and fight for him and did whatever he told him to do. He did it. He is the same God of Isaac, the same of Joshua, the same of Deborah. That's why in the Bible, the Bible often says, to remind you, God, who I am. I am the seed of Abraham. I am the seed of Joshua. I am the seed of Rebekah. We have to remind us who we are and we are whose we are, and we belong to the seed of Israel. We belong to the seed of Joshua, and God will do whatever he did for Joshua. He can do for us. For the Bible tells us that God has no respect of person. Amen. So now as you go down to, um, let's go down to verse 10. It says, and then spake Joshua to the Lord. So God Joshua's talking to God. In that day, that when the Lord delivered upon to the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said to his in his sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still. So here is the power of God, the same God that spoke the universe. He listened to Joshua. And because he listened to Joshua, and he loved Joshua, God spoke and he said, son, stand still. So there's times in our lives when it looks like God's not answering us. It looks like when there are times that God is not even hearing us or thinking about us. But God spoke to Joshua. But he answered his prayer. That's why when you pray and you pray and you earnestly pray and you do what God tells you to do, he will answer your prayer. Now, it is always he not gives you an answer right away. Maybe sometimes it's just not the right timing. Maybe it's sometimes not the right season. Sometimes it's not the right husband or the right man. Sometimes it's just not the way God does it. But he never makes mistakes. Jesus Christ himself never, he never, ever makes mistakes. But this God, this, this God, this Elohim, Jesus Christ himself, heeded to the voice of God. Now, God could have easily told Joshua, look here, look here, I'm in charge. Don't tell me what to do. I'm in charge. But because love, he loved Joshua so much. Jesus loves us, even in our sin. Jesus loves us. No matter what we do, Jesus loves us. No matter how we act, Jesus loves us. Now, it's not an excuse to do it again and again just because of his love, but he loves us anyhow, no matter what. He loves us. Well, that same love that God had for Joshua, he gives him the opportunity to command him to stand still. Could you just believe that? Yeah. God said that. He said, stand still 
moon, and not just when the sun the, the the sun stood still, but not just the sun, because remember it all revolves itself around each other. So that means the sun stood still, the moon stood still, the stars stood still, the galaxy stood still, the hemisphere stood still, the stratosphere stood still because of one prayer from one human being. So we have power. The Bible tells us that we have power. He says he gives us power on us. He's given us power to do the will of our Father. He's given us power, and that same power God has given to Joshua and this particular this scripture. So he says, now, son, son, I want you to stand still. And he had a reason. He said, now, God, if I'm going to fight this battle, I need a little time. I need a little more daylight. I need a little more time to clean my house. I need a little bit more time to get my, my myself in order. I give a little bit of time because I don't know what's going along in our lives. But look at here. Things looking upside down. There's chaos on the land. There's death on the land. There's destruction on the land. But God, Joshua, he says, could you just give me just a little bit more time? I don't know about you, but you know what? If you were to die tonight, where would you end up in eternity? If I were to die tonight, where would I end up in eternity? And I believe there's a lot of people thinking the same thing. God, where would I be? God, forgive me. God, I repent. I know I've fallen short of your word. God, help me to be the man or the woman or child that you want to meet. Help me to be better, do better, act better. Do what you want me to be in my life, God. I tried it all my life, but it ain't working. It looked like it ain't working. Something wrong, okay? So we have to take take advantage of this time that we do have. I went in the store today to pick, to pick up something, and um young guy, he says, you know, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just wish life get back like it was. I said, let me tell you what, son, it, don't, don't, don't depend on it's going to be like it used to be. I say, but you don't know how blessed you are to be still alive today. You know how many people are dying today. Even our little county where live, we're in Clarendon County in South Carolina. I say, you know, somebody probably in our little town down to died today. So you ought to thank God you're still living. So he said, well, yes, ma'am, you know, you're right, you're right. So we have to realize those things that tomorrow is not promised. There's nowhere in the Bible that it says that we're going to live for the next 20 days or the next 30 days, the next 40 days. The Bible says that tomorrow, it says specifically, he says tomorrow is not a promise. You might have promise for next day or next hour, next, next minute, but tomorrow is not promised. So that's why we have to give our lives to Christ today because tomorrow is not promised. And so Joshua came to God and said, God, give me just a little bit more time. And God heeded the voice of Joshua, and he stood the whole universe still. God gave that much power to Joshua himself to finish the battle. 
And that's what we have to do. We have to learn to finish our battles. The things that we're going through in our life, my battle might not be your battle. My battle might, might be having a stroke. My battle might be that my children are driving me crazy. Uh, my battle might be I don't have no money or no food to eat. We all have our battles. But Joshua asked God, just give me just a little bit more time. How many seconds? How many milliseconds? How many hours? Many days? But he said, God, just give me just a little bit more time. And you know why I want the time? I want it because I want to defeat the enemy for you, God. I'm not looking for a new house in a little while. And good new cars are great. But I'm not asking for those things, God. I just want to fight this battle on your behalf. I want to be who you are. I want to be that person that you called me to be. I don't want to be falling short of the glory of God. God, I'm just doing this for you. I'm not doing it for me, but I'm doing it for you. So God answered and heeded the voice of a man. And the Bible says that it had never happened again from the beginning of the world to this day. God had not heeded the voice of a man to answer right then to destroy his enemy. He stood to stand, it stood still. Do you know how many, how many millions and millions of miles that the stand, the stand, it had to stand still? The whole universe, can you imagine? The whole universe stood because God said so. And God does that over and over and over again. And everything that we do, that he stands us still so we don't make mistakes, we don't fall short, that we don't give up, we don't quit, we don't fall down, we don't die. Because God, God has a plan for each and every one's life. Now, it is your responsibility to find out where you belong in the master's plan of God. Where you belong in his word. Where you belong in your family to the house. You call your family out of darkness into night. Where you belong in the things of God. We have to have relationships, not just going to church, because anybody can go to church. Everybody can go to a revival. But your relationship, God talks to you and you talk to God. That's the only thing that matters. Because if God had not spoken to Joshua to stand the whole universe to stand and stand still because he was honoring God. And we have to do that. We have to honor God with our words, honor God with our beliefs, honor God by doing what he told you to do. And God wants his people to stand and believe that whatever God says to do, we must do it. Could you imagine if if Joshua will still would have still been mourning over the death of Moses? This battle wouldn't have happened. Imagine a lot of the times we mo we mourn over things that God has already forgiven us for. Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we're falling short. Okay, 
But we just can't go on and on and on in the same mess because sometimes we end up in depression. We end up in doubt. We end up in confusion. We end up that the enemy tricks us that we don't even know who we are. I have a friend of mine. Her brother is an alcoholic, and he was an alcoholic for about, I think she told me, about 14 years old. He's now 67 years old. And um, his liver's almost completely failed. His mind, he don't know half the time. He don't know where he is or who he is. Um, so God is not promising anything but one day at a time. So we have to love him and do as he asks. And well, the enemy decided, well, I'm going to take them out at all costs. These five kings decided, I'm going to band together to destroy you. Isn't it strange that sometimes the enemy might not like each other, but they'll get together just to take you down? They will lie on you. They will cheat on you. They will do all kinds of things to get you in trouble. But church folks, somehow, they can't get together and work together. But God wants us to be able to work together for the kingdom, for the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. God wants us to work together for the kingdom of God. Okay? so. They all got out to battle, and then all of a sudden, the, wind, the, 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 the sun stood still, and they went into this valley, and the moon stood still, and they began to avenge their adversary. They fought each and every king. There were five kings from different places, and these were not these little small, small country towns, but they were big big towns that were had massive amounts of people. But God came down and said, look here, well, I, uh, I, I, I'm going to kill this one, I'm going to kill that one. And I can imagine Joshua turned around and said, well, Lord, well, I wonder how this one died. Well, you know what? It was killed by a stone from heaven. That's how much God is fighting for us. He fights for us on a daily basis. He fights for us when we're in the car. And we could almost get hit by another car. He fights for us in a lot of ways. Because God loves us. He wants to protect us. And he wants us to meet him one day. And like I said, they begin to fight and fight and fight. Well, at the end of the battle, and people were dying left and right, guess what? The five kings just sat together. Look at here. i got to get out of here. So these five kings decided, I'm going to run and hide in a cave. I'm going to let you read this later on. They got together in this cave, these five kings now, not the other folks, but the five kings. And uh, I guess they figured, well, they're coming in and they're destroying everything. And I see all these these stones coming from heaven, even from heaven. I know I'm, I just, I'm about my league. I'm just going to hide. So all the five kings got together and with. And they hid in a cave. And Joshua told some of his men, go ahead and seal the cave. Seal the cave, and when we finish what we're going to do, we're going to go back and destroy them. So they went out, and they destroyed all the enemies, every one of them. And when they destroyed everyone, they decided, Joshua said, let's go back. 
handle your business, boys. So they opened the mouth of the cave. There were the five kings, shaking and nervous and upset. And they came into the cave, and Joshua spoke to them and said, Look here. Look at these five kings. I want you to remember this. That I am, I want you to realize that now that we destroyed the enemy, we've got five left. And I'm going to teach you how to put your foot on the king's neck. And that's what you've got to learn to do. You've got to destroy the enemy and put your foot on his neck so they can't handle you anyway anymore. So one by one, they came in. And they probably had to be laying on the ground because they said they were going to put their foot on their necks. So they put their foot on the necks of all five of the kings, and they destroyed them. Because one man that loved God prayed and said, God, could you please let the sun stand still? Because I want to fight your battle. Because you are king of kings and lord of lords. The same thing with this virus. God is king of kings and lord of lords. I'm not worrying about tomorrow. I'm not worrying about what you do. I'm not going to worry about any of those things because I love you, God, and I know you shall provide all of my needs. I know that no matter what happens, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to fall down. Yes, I'm going to cry. Yes, I'm going to pray. But you cannot give up on God. It's no wonder, even today, everybody's walking in fear. Fear is a spirit that's not sent out from God. Fear is a spirit to torture your mind and get it nervous and get it upset. And some people end up with psychiatrists and all of these things because fear will shake you to your very core till you even, at one point, you may not even know who you are. Because if I can get your mind, I can get the rest of you. If I can get your mind, you won't even know what day it is. If I can get your mind, I won't even know, you won't know who you are. You know what church you go to. You won't know anything because if I get your mind, that's why the enemy wants to take our mind. He doesn't talk much about your body, okay? But he talks about your mind because your mind is where you think, how it actually simulates your, your breath and all these things because of your mind. Be ye renewed, okay, by your mind. Hallelujah. Well, here is Joshua. Joshua fought and his men. Because he wanted God to be pleased with his victory. And when you give your life to Christ, God will be pleased with your victory. When you give your life in every direction of your life, God is pleased with your victory. No matter what happens in our lifetime, God will be pleased with your victory when you give your life to him. Not part of your life or the part that you go to church on Sunday morning and uh, next morning you do whatever you want to do, say what you want to say, go where you want to go, do what you want to do, 
but God wants the whole person. He wants the inside, the outside, everything, okay? Jesus Christ himself died on a cross for every one of us, and he answers our prayer, and he listens and he hears what we say. And when you have a relationship, not a conversation, but a relationship, okay, he answers your prayer. The Bible says there's nothing too hard for God. So even in those battles that Joshua had, and even in these thoughts that Joshua had for God, God heeded his voice. And that means we have to learn to pray and pray hard, pray long, pray fervent. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep praying and praying and praying. Until God gives you an answer. Some people say, well, God's not hard of hearing. So um, if I just pray one time, um, that's it. You should tell him thank you. Well, that might be your, your philosophy. But I realize that I just continually pray and pray and pray until the answers come from God. Hallelujah. Because even in one of the scriptures, it tells us that Daniel himself, he came to Daniel he said, um, I heard you the first time. I think it's Daniel 10. He said, I heard you the first time. Uh, but it also says on the next, it says for the next uh, 20 days or 10 days, it says, I heard you the first time. He said, but the prince of Persia, in other words, the devil himself was there trying to stop you and block you and hinder you from your relationship with God that he could hear me, and he will answer my prayer. Well, this is the same thing with Joshua. He was determined to do what God had called him to do. And whatever he wanted to do, Joshua was going to do it. Joshua went down in the Bible as one of the most greatest men in the Bible because he took over when Moses died. Because Moses got in trouble with God. Because they were listening to people and not heeding to the voice of God. So we have to heed, means listen, to the voice of God. Wake, make decisions only on the things of God. And if you can't get an answer from God, you know what? The scripture says this, wait, I say again, wait on the Lord. Now, the first weight is your spiritual weight. Don't move. And the second weight in that word, that verse, it says, I'm going to wait on the outside as well as the inside. So sometimes, for example, I like to go to Walmart. And right in Walmart, when you go to the checkout stand, for some reason, I know it's the devil, but there's all these candies and all these little cookies. I'm having a I'm having a conversation by myself, and the lady, lady in the back of me, she's smiling, and I says, "Now you know, Lord, I really don't need that candy." And the and the lady behind me says, "Just as old girl, treat yourself for that candy bar." I says, "No, no, I I don't really need the candy bar." She says, "Oh, but you only live once." I says, "I know, maybe only physically live." Once, you know, but um, two minutes on the on the on the lips and 
10 years might be on the fifth on the fifth. So I decided I maybe really don't need that candy. So there's always a spiritual, there's always a battle in the spirit for the inner man and the outer man. The outer man says, take that candy. The, other, the inner man says, no, nah, you don't need that. The outer man says, I need a new car. Let me go get it. The, outer, the inner man says, no, you know you can't afford that car. Okay? So there's always a constant battle between the spiritual and the natural. Okay? But we have to heed the voice of Jesus Christ himself. So it's not always when God gives a, a, a thought, just don't jump up and do it. But wait and make sure that it's God, it's not your flesh, or not what you want to do, but we need to walk in the will and the spirit of God. And when we walk in the will of God, we can hear and God will do something for us that no human being has ever done, as he done in the book of Joshua, number 10. He says, I heeded the voice of a man, of one man. Now, again, God didn't have to do it, but he did it because he loved us. We didn't have to be living here this long, but God kept us. We maybe didn't have a car, but you know what? God made a way so we could have a car. We gotta trust God, especially in 2020, because tomorrow is not promised. Show the characteristics of Christ. Show love. Show joy. Show understanding. Because Christ is always with us, no matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter how we are, that no that God is with us at all times. And if he heeded to the voice of Joshua, when five kings were coming together to destroy them, and God took one man, Joshua, and his people. Now, it does not tell us how many people Joshua had. Okay? But if God would allow hailstorms, projectiles coming from heaven to fight for him and fight with him. That means God will fight for us and with us in a time of need. So we have to trust and believe in the will of God that no matter what happens, Jesus Christ is Lord of lords and kings of kings. Amen and amen. Father, we thank you tonight for the word. We thank you for the divine word of God. We thank you now, God, that you've given me people to speak to and with. I thank you, God. It's not robbery, God, but they even called in. So I thank you, God, that if there's any prayer request, God, I ask you to heed their voices in the spirit, and you know what they need collectively and individually. We thank you now for the word of God. We thank you that you help us and you kept us all day long, all night long. No hurt, no harm, no danger. We might have some aches and pains in our body, God, but to me that's just a sign that there's still life in this body. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the fire. We thank you, God, for protecting our family members, our friends, our cousins, our nieces, and our nephews. We thank you, God, that you're making provisions for us 
oh, God, for today, tomorrow, and the day after tomorrow. We thank you, God, for the life in Christ. God, hold us and keep us in the palm of your hand. God, hold us and put us in a place where we love you more and more and more every day. God, we thank you, God, hallelujah, for the Holy Ghost. We speak a Holy Ghost on this line. We speak a stirring in the in the realm of the Spirit. We speak, God, that we heed the voices of God. We thank you now in the Holy Ghost. We thank you, oh, God, for fresh fire in the Holy Ghost. We speak a stirring of the Word of God. We speak, God, hallelujah, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, but every word that rise up in judgment we condemn it and we spend it, send it back to the sender in the name of Jesus. So we praise you. We adore you. We magnify you. We stand there for with a loins wrapped with truth in our inner man. God, we praise you right now. And we thank you, God, hallelujah, that you're moving in the midst of our storm and the covert 19. God, you're standing. We're standing and we believe in you, God. Hallelujah that this world will never be the same. And we call forth people to the kingdom that love God. We call forth that people that want to know their God. We call forth people that are not godly, that will know their God because of somebody on this line that we can witness to tomorrow, tomorrow, God. In the name of Jesus, in the illustrious name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. And I thank you. God, I thank you, God, for hiding me behind the cross. I, I thank you, God, holding me in the palm of your hand. God, I thank you, God, that you have sustained me for such a time as this. When I could have been dead, I got off, God, but you've kept me for such a time as this. And I thank you. I give you glory. I give you majesty. And I thank you in advance what you're going to do today for everybody on this line tomorrow. God, give somebody a miracle. Give somebody some money that needs it, God. Give us what we need because you are king and there is no other. We thank you in advance in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you. And people on the line, I praise you. I thank God for you for listening in the name of Jesus. So tonight and tomorrow, go to the whole chapter of Joshua 10. Amen. And it will enlighten your heart. It'll, it'll make you better and stronger. And just stay in your word because tomorrow is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. But we got to live for every day, every second, every hour, every millisecond accordingly to his word because God knows him. Even though some things in our lives, there's nothing he does not know about us. But there are a lot of things in our life that nobody knows about us. But the good thing is that God knows us, all about us, and he respects, he loves us in spite of. And because that in spite of thought, we love you, Jesus, tonight. Well, saints, I'm going to go now. Um, if there's anybody want to get on the line and say anything, just push the mute button. Um, if any special prayer, uh, push the mute button and I can hear you as well. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, I guess 
Uh, silence is a consent. Anybody else wanted to say anything? Thank you for Dolores. Thank you for everybody on the phone. Thank you for cousins. Uh, thank you for nieces and nephews. Uh, we pray for the body of Christ. Um, we pray for the Holy Ghost. We pray that God will change, make our hearts, draw our hearts closer and closer and closer to you. I thank you, my dear friends, Pat. Um, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for everybody. And we have to hold on to the, the, the whole, the, the armor of God. Hold on and, uh, just trust God. Um, because God knows what He's allowing to happen. No matter how we feel, no matter what we're going to do, and bless somebody tomorrow. If nothing, just say, God loves you. Amen. Amen. All right. Joshua? Yes, ma'am. Uh, you want to say anything before we hang up? Yes, I want to say Even though we're going through this crisis, we just have to hold on for our family and friends and even God. So we just have to hold on and let God show us and guide us through our business. Okay, guys? Amen. My net, my, that's my grandson. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Saints, we have to hold on. Um, Sometimes you have to hold on to God with the tears in your eyes. Hold on when death comes. Hold on when jobs shutting down. Hold on because God has promised us um, because he knows and he has a set time for us. Not all of us get blessed at the same time. Not, not all of us go through things at certain times. But we have to hold on and hold on and hold on to the word of God. And when we hold on to God, no matter what happens around us, just hold on to his word because God has not, he's never lied and he will not lie. But he says he's going to take care of us. And we have to hold on to that, especially in these times of fear and people not knowing what to do, where to go. Um, and pray for our nation. We have to pray for our country, our nations, our nieces, our nephews, because we're all on the planet together. Um, amen. Anybody else want to say anything else? Okay. All right. Silence is consent. All right. Well, we thank you. We thank God um, for the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost. God, hide us from the around the cross tomorrow. Hide us in such a way that the enemy can't near us. Hide us in a way that we know it's God. Hide us in in our failings, our thoughts, and our attitudes. God, wash us and cleanse us, and God, afresh us with the power of the Holy Ghost. God, we thank you for the Holy Spirit in our lives. God, stir up the Holy Ghost in our lives. God, stir us up till we feel the fire. Stir us up till we feel the anointing. Stir us up, God, that we will never, ever, ever be the same again. In the Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. All right. Good night, Saints. Bye-bye now. Tune in for Sunday night. Okay.